The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. After December 4th, it opened up the transfer portal, everyone. And I know there were concerns at first about there are a lot of players leaving, not a lot of players coming in, but there's still a lot of unknowns out there, of course, with bowl games, guys wanting playing time, everything like that. But today is a good day, Ryan. Uh, got our third transfer portal guy, Jaden Bray from uh, Oklahoma State, another Big 12 school, the guy that's going to probably fill our Devin Carter type role. Great, great news today for this West Virginia football team, Ryan. Yeah, it's always good to get a uh, guy that's familiar with the league, like you said, coming over from Oklahoma State. So uh, good job well done by the staff. This is such an interesting time of year because you're focused on your bowl game. Obviously, a lot of people have their opinions on these bowl games, how much they mean, how you approach it, players sitting out, players going to the draft, a lot of moving parts. But it's off. It's obviously good for like the Jaheim White to the world to get some more practices, get some more reps, um, and, and just play another game and get some momentum going into next year. Because I, I'm a believer, if you treat this bowl game as a game to win and you come out the right way and you you play well, I think it springboards you into the off season, into a good spring, and then into a good fall. Absolutely, and it it allows some of these transfer players to kind of see, see how things are done, see how things yep. are done on a game level. And obviously we're doing a great job of selling out tickets for the Dukes Mayo Bowl. We'll talk about that a little more um, at the end of this episode. Obviously Jaden Bray joins Aiden uh, Garns from Duquesne and Josh Minkins from Louisville, two defensive backs that will be joining this Mountaineer squad. Of course, a couple of recruits that have been also accepted uh, to come to West Virginia as well. We'll hit on them in a later episode. Obviously a lot to come out with that. Uh, Neil Brown also talked about during Big 12 uh, Conference Media Day, pardon me, is that his goal is to bring in 20 recruits every year and then the rest be transfer portal guys. And especially in today's climate, the Power 5 uh, climate, and maybe one concern, I guess pro or con, however, which way you want to look at this, is we're now starting to see those JUCOs and those lower level schools being the places where a lot of these recruits go. And then you have the Power 5 schools and West Virginia needs to be one of these schools whether we like it or not, be the predator, not the prey, and start picking these guys, these guys that are ready to go, play Big 12 football, play Power 5 football. Uh, but, hey, it's a good start for this West Virginia team. Again, uh, Ryan, we try to warn everyone, try to bring everyone down a little bit. We talked to it a, a little bit these past couple weeks uh, with, you know, we, we see a lot of guys go out the door to start. For, for the most part, most of these guys weren't either, it was either expected or they didn't get a lot of playing time this year or they were injured for whatever the reason they may leave. And just because you're not getting in guys right away doesn't mean obviously offers aren't out. We all see the domino effect happen, right? And maybe Jaden Bray is this where he's one and then we see two more tomorrow and the three more after that. Also, guys want to play in their bowl games. Guys are still finding out if they stick within their programs. A lot of these more meaningful bowl games, they want to stay, but then they'll hit the transfer portal after. Uh, another reason why we need to probably have a commissioner or um, what Brian Kelly was, excuse me, not Brian Kelly, um, the uh, um, Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly. there yeah. me messed up there. The other, Kelly. Uh, the other Kelly, right? Uh, the one that doesn't fake his accent, Ryan, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
is saying we need a commissioner, need an overarching body is to, you know, have better time windows like free agency, everything there, et cetera. But Ryan, obviously a lot more to unfold will be obviously with, with conference expansion. Obviously that's heating up on, on Twitter again. And, yeah. and obviously we'll see how this team uh, starts to form, especially after the bowl kind of thoughts on, on where this West Virginia football team stands today uh, was still a game left in 2023, not even into the 2024 season yet. Yeah. You mentioned it. Uh, we still got the Duke's Mayo bowl and obviously we, just from the ticket sales, everybody's fired up. Charlotte's an easy place to get to, and you're playing Carolina. We like playing the ACC. It's regional, so looking forward to that one. Just looking at the roster, though, much, much ahead of where we were at this point last oh, year. Last geez. year, uh, basically all we had to hang our hat was our offensive line, and obviously that ended up being the the workhorse of why this team is able to go 8-4, and four, but we got more depth on the defensive side. I think our skill positions are deeper. We have, I mean, everybody thought C.J. Donaldson was the guy last year, and all of a sudden, Jaheim White's the guy now. So, I mean, maybe Donaldson comes back. We'll see what happens with him. I know he's out with an injury. Maybe it's a one-two punch with Donaldson and White next year, but it seems like Jaheim White's going to be the feature back. Garrett Green's going to be back. So, I mean, anytime you got your starting quarterback back, a couple offensive linemen back, and then we can we – can, uh, add a couple pieces in the transfer portal, whether at the receiver position or in the secondary. Cause I think we, I think our secondary wore down throughout the year, obviously the Oklahoma game, but a lot of it due to injury that happens in football. And that's why your, your roster has got to be even deeper than you want it to be um, at the beginning of the year, because you're going to lose guys. You're going to lose multiple guys at TCU at the linebacker position. You got to find a way to patch it together and still win games. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this too, right? And we'll talk about these players that we're still unsure of, but one part of the equation that I think a lot of people forget about is, yeah, let's we we want to keep an Aubrey Burks or we'd love to keep a Nico as a backup quarterback or you know uh, CJ is have him at running back still, but we can't. We got to be smart with how we're distributing these resources. Sometimes it's instead of going all in for for an Aubrey Burks, it's it's better to have maybe two or three quality pieces that you spend your the money on as well. And don't get me wrong. Love Aubrey Burks, want him to stay, but a safety that has had dealt with injuries and a team and a defense that still needs some depth and key pieces. Sometimes it's worth those types of trade-offs. Obviously your favorite NFL team, you've seen it all the time in the off season. You love to keep one guy, but you just can't. And especially now in college football, where just like uh, the rest of these teams, Ryan, West Virginia has a GM and you got to kind of treat it like that. You need a GM to know what money's available, know what money's coming in from these boosters and distribute it to be the most complete team, right? Is it's not always about the best guys. It's about the right guys. So definitely something that goes into this formula here. Uh, Ryan, we'll do a quick recap of the players that have been lost to the transfer portal and the players that we know are being retained. Obviously these switch out uh, a lot. So this is our list is, is right now. And of course the chat, let us know if we missed anyone out. Or of course, if you have any uh, questions, predictions, or anything like that about the transfer portal. Uh, we'll, we'll be here all off season, and as we know with football, it is a long off season. But throw them in the chat, and we'll answer them throughout the episode. So uh, we'll start with the bad, the the players that West Virginia's lost so far. Obviously, defensive lineman Mike Lockhart, defensive back Hershey McLaurin, uh, linebacker James Hurd Jr., linebacker Lance Dixon, wide receiver Cortez Bram, wide receiver Jeremiah Aaron, wide receiver Jay Sean Polk, wide receiver Davis Mollinger. Uh, running back Justin Johnson, defensive back Andrew Wilson-Lamp, defensive back Keyshawn Cobb, defensive back Christian Stokes, 
kicker, Danny King, uh, tight end Theo Gabriel. And then, of course, the West Virginia players that are sticking around. And I like this list, obviously not only because they're sticking around, Ryan, but this is a solid list to uh, way, like you said, way better than where we were this last year when yes. we didn't even know who was going to be our quarterback, right? So quarterback Garrett Green, running back Jaheim White, that's a great way to start this list, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver Traylon Ray, wide receiver Rodney Gallagher, wide receiver Preston Fox, tight end Cole Taylor, uh, offensive lineman Wyatt Milam, Thomas Remack, Brandon Yates, Nick Malone, Jay Williams, Nick Craig, uh, linebackers Joshua Trotter, Ben Cutter, and Trey Latham. Tell you what, Ryan. That's a core, and and of course a shout out to Neil Brown, um, you know Country Roads Trust, Ren Baker for for keeping that that core of guys around. Obviously, we'll we'll find out more here soon, but that is a great way to start. Great way to start twenty twenty four, and we're not even in twenty twenty four yet. Yeah, and there's going to be plenty of other guys that go into the portal that are not in there, like you said too. So we'll have a chance to add, but it's better to keep your own rather than add your whole roster through the portal. We saw like right now. Who's got the number one transfer portal class? It's hmm. Colorado. They've been their their last game was a month ago, so they're not playing games like we are. And we've seen how basically their approach is they want to just do a whole different uh, roster every single year, and it's to be determined if that can win, if that can be sustainable. So, but I I like bringing back a your core kind of like you do in the pros, and then you add a free agent or two via the portal, not adding your whole team through free agency. And you mentioned it, man, you, you're, you're bringing back the most important position. You're bringing back a top 10 quarterback in the country from a production standpoint in Garrett Green. Now, some people may argue he's not because he doesn't look the part, but I'll take all his production over all these other guys that look the part uh, and six foot six that, that don't deliver like Garrett Green does. You mentioned it, Jaheim White, multiple members on the offensive line. And I think we're going to see some jumps from these guys at the skill position, the wide receiver position, Fox, Gallagher. Um, I, I think those guys are going to take a step next year. So I, I like the I like this group coming back, man. I'm assuming too. Uh, Hudson Clement is, is part of this Clement, as well. Yeah, I, I would yeah. I would be surprised if he was leaving. Obviously, this is we're trying to get updated lists as as they go on in college football. Right? There's 120 players within your own umbrella that you have to keep track of. Never mind all the moving pieces around there too. And Hudson Clement's a great example, Ryan, is this is a guy that not a lot of people knew who he was, but then has that breakout game against Duquesne. And the next thing you know, anytime a pass needs to be completed or you need to score, who are we throwing to 84 Hudson Clement. So with that being said is also, there may be a couple of these guys here going into next year that they're just, you know, waiting to stand out too. So obviously why it's important to, still recruit. Obviously, Neil Brown talked about still having 20 players come in because well, we saw it last year with someone like Ben Cutter having to step up um, with not the experience we'd like out there. But hey, you got next man up mentality gums out there. And obviously, we'll have him next year. And, you know, with Lathan and obviously Trotter still fantastic uh, linebacking core there as well. Um, and, and, you know, it shows that the guys can step up up at any time. Um, Ryan, let me let, let's talk about this. Obviously, there's still some holes out there. Uh, still areas where this team can get better and, and needs to, uh, you know, focus. There are a lot of offers out there right now, but uh, in today's landscape, offers are e even you see it right when when they do the recruiting. They'll lay a bunch of hats out in front. They'll pick up a fake hat. They'll pick up another fake hat, and then they'll do it. Like so, even now is we, we kind of saw with Jaden Bray is it, he was going to come here and then it kind of got halted for a second and then he ends up coming through here. So. What holes would you like to see filled um, that remain with this West Virginia team, Ryan? 
got to be the secondary, don't don't you think? I think that they kind of got carved up at the end, um, losing a couple pieces. I, I think they're going to need another safety, like they're talking about in the mm-hmm. chat with uh, Timothy Green. Shout out to Tim. Um, I think they got to sh- they got to shore up the safety uh, because they rely so much on that within this defense uh, that they run. I also think you need another piece at the linebacker because um, we we were we were banged up on on that. Um, at that position throughout the year and it wore down throughout. So the linebackers and safeties, I think, are pivotal um, to address in the portal this offseason. How about you, Rush? Yeah, linebacker, I'm not as concerned as I was to start the season. Obviously, Lathan with an injury like that is, you know, yeah. injury histories, you do have to be concerned. But the good news is it's college, not the NFL. Um, guys are younger and can usually heal up a little bit better. I, I'm with you, obviously, safety, and I think the big domino to fall there is Aubrey Burks. I think the assumption is that he is going to leave uh, You know, when the guy clears out his uh, Instagram and other social media of West Virginia stuff, but then kind of doesn't fully say he's going to leave yet. Um, I also, maybe that's a negotiation tactic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is. We're still figuring out how all of this works. Obviously, if there's 11th hour Aubrey Burks is staying, that gives us a lot more relief um on on in terms of safety and, and the defensive backs obviously we've already added two defensive backs so uh neil brown has signaled there that the, uh, him everyone in the world knows that that's our weakness so the the fact that they're attacking that's obviously fantastic um i i would like to see some some D linemen, especially some inter- more interior D linemen i think what's yeah. great about our linebackers is they can uh, kind of be that defensive end linebacker hybrid that, that we've seen over this, but we, we need some big boys in there where w- that, that are able to stop the run, really get to the quarterback. We showed glimpses of it, obviously with Martin this year is, is we need those types of players. We need guys, just need bodies. We need big boys in there and, and a little, a little bigger than, and than what we've had in recent years, but that's where really where I like to see. And I know that's what you know, we've been talking about is, is the defense is, you know, you read those lines, you know, maybe we get another running back in there, which would probably be great. We'll see what happens with, with CJ Donaldson, of course, but if he ends up leaving, I I think, I think, I think running backs are, we see it in the NFL. We see in all stages of football is they are a dime a dozen. No, don't get me wrong. That doesn't take anything away from great running backs like Jaheim White and what he does. I'm not saying it's replicable, but there's also a reason why a lot of these teams have five, six, seven, eight running backs just in there so that, you know, it's, it's on to the next, on to the next kind of maybe one of those more it's, it's for it's, it's third and goal from the three and you need a big boy to just pound it in there or even two kind of more of that just thick third down short yardage back. Uh, and then I think uh, Timothy green, actually, I like what he says in the chat. Let's pull up the chat here. Obviously shout out, Everyone, and of course, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Ryan and Rush show, love to see us get a real speedster for special teams. So, yeah, maybe that one that you can uh, throw out as a wide receiver that when you need to complete a deep ball to add a little bit of speed to help Jane Bray out there, too. But obviously kind of a more core special teamer because we saw it, Ryan, this year with special teams. We saw it in the Baylor game, uh, saw it in the Oklahoma State game, saw it in the Houston game. Um Special teams is while it may not be as sexy as we want it to be transfer portal wise, that you need guys that are able to kind of be that hybrid of can create depth on either offense or defense, but are your special team um, guys that, that you can rely on to make big plays and not let the game get out of hand. So, you know, I, I guess that was a little bit of everything, but obviously the defense needs to be bolstered. 
um, as well. And anything that can add depth on offense and trickle into special teams is going to be very important for this West Virginia team. Yeah, I, I agree. And and maybe I don't even know if this is a single player, but I thought, and, and Neil talked about this, the leadership was way better this year than previous years. Mm-hmm. So I, Beanie Bishop was one of the leaders on that defense. So not even so much replacing his ability to play corner because he played po- corner at a great level for us this year, but just his leadership and intangibles is another area. Who's going to, who's going to take the bull by the horns next year when some of these big, vo- big voices aren't there anymore, Zach Frazier, Beanie Bishop. So that's another area I'm looking at. Yeah. I, I think it would be great too. We got a tight end to compliment Cole Taylor, obviously one that can block because that's yeah. going to be important with our mobile quarterback running backs, offensive line um, there, but one that, there's nothing like a good two tight end system. And then, you know, it really opens up the field more for, for, for these wide receivers as well. But yeah, you, you, you bring up uh, a great point, Ryan. Um, so it's obviously there's a lot to, to still figure out with the transfer portal. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and it, it's one that just, well, it's here. And so you got to make the best of it and kind of figure this out. But I definitely think, um, you know, it, it's been talked about it. I think even Neil has talked about it is, when, when this transfer portal thing happened in the middle of COVID and everything like that, it was, it was a slow start for West Virginia. We didn't take full advantage of it, but now that we're here, we, we, we saw what last year could be, uh, especially kind of going in under the radar, but we're coming up on a year where we've learned it more. Uh, we figured it out more. Obviously they have their formula and it showed that it's worked, but now you go into a year with expectations, Ryan. And, and especially if you're able to use the portal well and use it to our advantage, we talked about this being another, I'm on paper, as we know, a favorable schedule for the Mountaineers coming up, um, obviously with Oklahoma and Texas being out of the Big 12. It, it's 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 a year that West Virginia is going to go into this season with a lot of expectations. And while we haven't even started playing a game yet in 2024, while we're still a lot to figure out, like we talked about Transfer Portal, this, this like you said, you, you opened the episode perfect with this starts at the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. And, and I know it's a bowl game, but obviously this is a bowl game that meets a lot to us. This is a bowl game that, that started a lot of buzz that, that we've been seeing Country Roads Trust really build up um, some support behind this. We've seen the way tickets gone. This, this bowl game definitely means more to us than it means UNC. Uh, and I'm also, you know, we, you don't know what those guys are going to come out with, but obviously a lot of capable NFL team, uh, NFL players on that team, pardon me. And uh, Drake May, for example, is not playing this year, so... This this Duke's Mayo Bowl really, I believe, I know you believe, really sets the tone going into next season with these expectations. Yeah, it's it's good to end your season on, on a win, and for us, it would be back to back wins because we were able actually three in a row because we were able to beat Cincinnati, we were able to beat Baylor. Now we could beat Carolina. That that's pretty good when you can end your mm-hmm. season on a three game losing or sorry winning streak, not losing streak. We've had <laughs> plenty of those. <laughs> we've had plenty of those in the past. But yeah, no, it it it, it creates some buzz, creates some momentum, gets some younger guys some reps. You mentioned it, man. Some guys like like uh, West Virginia natives, Clement and Fox this year that came out of nowhere mm-hmm. gets them some more more reps. Um, it, it, it just it's looking. Things are looking up is is the best way to describe it. This was this was a good year, um, and it would be nice to end a good year on a good note with a big win over Carolina that would take it to another level headed into next year where we're expecting instead of eight, nine wins, maybe we can get into double digits. So I think it starts here uh, here in a week. It does. 
Uh, this so before when we started the Duke's Mayo Bowl coverage a couple weeks ago, Ryan, we were three and a half point favorites at the time. Obviously, a uh, bunch of North Carolina guys aren't playing, and you know, just natural line movement. Uh, I think we're now six and a half point favorites in the game, so favored by a touchdown, uh, basically. And I think just put put the players transferring out to the side, put put the guys going in the NFL draft, put that to the side. Is I I really think that the, this 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 Duke's Mayo Bowl is it really shows the spirit behind this fan base. What we brought up in this episode with the ticket sales. The, the, even you see it on Twitter. Now guys are going out. I mean, the brand's working. It, it's, this is why all these brands pay the money to host a bowl game. All of a sudden you're going to Morgantown. Everyone's putting Duke's mail. And they're like, Oh, this is actually good stuff. I've never had it yeah. before. It, it, it really shows kind of putting a bow on this Ryan is whether it's the Duke's Mayo bowl or the West Virginia program in a whole or 2024 next year that we're, we're a team that's very, we're, we're, excuse me, we're a society, we're a state. We're a culture that's very passionate about our teams, especially football teams. And when you start to show us some life, when you start to show us like, hey, we're capable, we can do big things, and we start to set those expectations, you see it all trickle down all the way into, you know what? I'm going to go buy some Duke's Mayo. And I think what that shows to these transfers coming in is you're not coming into just your standard program. You're coming into a family. Yeah, we know you need to get paid. Yeah, we know there's a business element of this. But when you come to West Virginia, we take you in as family and we will support you through thick and thin. And while it is so exciting for us to be way ahead of where we were last year, and like we talked, kind of talked about a little bit ahead of schedule already, is I guess this is a message out there for anyone that wants to transfer to, to West Virginia. We'll accept you with arms wide open, embrace this culture, and it will be returned to you tenfold. So let's, let's, whether that's on a small scale, let's go win the Duke's Mayo Bowl or, Hey, let's compete for a Big 12 championship next year and make a little bit of a playoff run, especially with 12 teams now. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, man. It's uh there's some good momentum going right now. And there, there's some good momentum in other sports too. Uh West shout out to the West Virginia women's basketball team yeah. that came back. Uh they were getting beat all, all day by Wright State and and to come back here and get to 10 and 0. Shout out to Coach Kellogg and that group, uh undefeated still, doing a good job. And and there's other teams that are that are playing their tails off too. So yeah, like you said, man, it's uh it's a good culture right now and let's continue to win. Yep. Winning yep. helps everything. Win- winning does help everything. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. This concludes another episode of the Ryan and Russ show. Uh obviously we we thought we had everything figured out on the basketball front. Um then illness and uh a broken wrist and well <laughs> it's the the a lot of jokes in terms of a uh voodoo doll and other things going around uh on twitter for this it's like comical now ryan like i don't even know how to keep a straight face like once you think we got this figured out it's it's a million other things but it's a a good day for the football team um you know we don't want to take anything away from that we'll be back tomorrow uh with a basketball episode previewing the radford game and obviously talking about of course the no rest for the weary for this for this team and of course josh eiler trying to get a job um but anyway again we love you all thank you all for everything uh, let's let's go out and win the Duke's Mayo Bowl uh, uh, next week. I'm sure we'll t- be talking about that a little more, uh, Ryan. But but yeah. until then, uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. And let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys tomorrow.